Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, we'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis, as well as Coinbase argues for spot Ethereum ETFs as analysts warn of concentration risks. Also, Sam Bankman-Fried is back in court, waves conflict of interest for his lawyers. Also, breaking news from the ECB, spreading FUD, says Bitcoin has failed on its promise, its fair value is still zero and causes environmental damage, yada, yada, yada. I'll be sharing the responses from Plan B and others. Obviously, they're feeling threatened by Bitcoin because Bitcoin kills the central banks. We'll also be discussing a $150,000 Bitcoin price target on the table for this year in 2024. Send it, according to Fundstrats, Thomas Lee. Also breaking news, Max Kaiser predicts a 1987-like market crash, foresees Bitcoin surpassing $500,000 per coin, and says Bitcoin ETFs, domestic miners, will get seized by the U.S. government. He also shares that if they can do this to Trump, they can certainly seize Bitcoin held in Bitcoin ETFs and commandeer U.S. Bitcoin miners. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more, in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Now, today is pod episode number 1559. I'm your host, JV, and today is February 22nd, 2021. Four. Now, 22 is ultimately 11 times two, so happy 11-11, just saying. But anyways, family, welcome to the stream. Let's kick it off with our market watch as we do each and every day, seven days a week. As you can see, Bitcoin and the entire market pumping again back in the green. Bitcoin is sitting at roughly 51,600 at the time of the live stream. Ether on the cusp of reclaiming 3,000, which we crossed the other day. XRP pulling back while BNB, Solana, Cardano all breaking out and in the green. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, the current crypto market cap sits at 1.97 trillion, right on the back of reclaiming 2 trillion. And we got 77.7 billion in volume, 777, more good omens, family. Now, the dominance is sitting at 51.4%, with the Ether dominance back on the rise at 18.2% as the Ether price action continues to climb. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past 24 hours, we got Ajax. We got WorldCoin. I mean, WorldCoin's up 177% this past week. I heard they're trying to raise like six, seven, eight trillion dollars. Sam Altman for their AI project. Very interesting. We got Render. We got Fetch, Filecoin, The Graph, Jasmine, Woo, and Axler. Now, which altcoins in 
particular are you most bullish on during this bull run? Let me know, family, in the comments right down below. And checking out the crypto bubbles to get a visual perspective on the day, you can see massive gainers, Ajax up 37%, Render 21, uh, Worldcoin 36, Woo 15, GRT 17, HBAR 11%, FET 18%. So you can say it's been a hell of a week for the alts. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a 74 today. Yesterday was Extreme Greed with a 78, last week a 72, last month a 50. And checking out the Bitcoin Having Countdown, we we only got 56 days left according to this particular countdown clock. I had to switch it up for you guys. Ultimately meaning we're 96% roughly done until block 840,000, which is the scheduled having date scheduled to take place according to this one on April 19th. So where do you feel the Bitcoin price action is likely to go by the time of the having? Let me know, family. Don't be a stranger. Look, pump it up if your game went long. Yeah. When the dip hits, you just stay like King Kong. Hey. Let's go. Pump, pump, pump it up. But anyways, fam, let's break down today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. And massive shout out to Barack Monfils Evangelista. Greatly appreciate the super. Thank you for supporting the channel. Means the world to me. So yeah, let's discuss this. Bitcoin is due uh, a pullback around its next block subsidy halving, but the timing currently remains unclear. In uh, his latest video, we had crypto analyst Rec Capital predict the Bitcoin price action copying the 2016 and 2020 bull runs. That's right. Bitcoin Bitcoin ranged within the narrow corridor for over a week with 52,000 acting as resistance zone. While this has taken its toll on the sentiment as well as altcoin price performance, seasoned market observers maintain optimistic. That's right. Analyzing previous runs of all-time highs, Rekt identified key phases common to both these market setups for the bull. Quoting him here, in the past, a macro downtrend break always precedes upside going into the halving. When we have a pre-halving retrace and then a post-halving reaccumulation period, then we go parabolic with the price action towards new all-time highs. Send it. And he shared a chart showing Bitcoin breaking its initial downward sloping trend line only to get caught in a resistance zone previously formed by it. Breaking through and then retesting as support, the pre-having retrace phase is what is missing in 2024 so far. We are going to have the same thing in this cycle, said Rekt. The zone of interest when it comes to the pre-having pullback lies at around 45 Gs, according to data from TradingView, as you can see here in the Bitcoin one month candle chart. The question is, are we going to retest this resistance this month in the pre-halving period? Because notice how we are never able to do that in the pre-halving period across time. And earlier, he concluded, Bitcoin fully entered its pre-halving run-up, now added the key price events were coming quicker this cycle than before. Now let's focus on a more of a bearish scenario for a sub-50,000 price level coming into focus, as of course, analysts are always divided. So I like to share both sides. Uh, quoting Celeb here, Franzen. Bitcoin is trading at the same exact price it was seven days ago, fluctuating between 50,600 and 53,000 for the past seven days, with 53,000 being the top. But the lowest daily close has been 51.6. I really don't understand the panic or the bear. Victory laps. And Matthew Highland broadly agreed, noting significance of the 0.618 Fibonacci from all time highs just above 48,000. Quoting him here, if 49,000 folds, then the picture changes. But
a consolidation and an uptrend favors a continuation of the uptrend. So there you have it. If 49,000 folds will go lower, but it looks like uh, we're not going to drop back down to 50 in my humble opinion. And I can be wrong, but we'll see how it plays out. Family, let me know your thoughts in that live chat. But anyways, fam, let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss the latest with Bitcoin, not Bitcoin, my bad, the Ethereum ETF, which is on a lot of people's minds right now. The headline reads, Coinbase argues for spot Ethereum ETFs as analysts warn of concentration risks. Here you go. The U.S. crypto exchange Coinbase, which is the largest exchange here in the States, has stood firmly behind Grayscale in its application to convert its Ethereum trust into a spot Ether. Uh traded product, which ultimately exchange traded product, with one of its key arguments being that Ether is not a security. Well, what would Gary Gensler have to say to that? <laughs> On February 22nd, Coinbase's legal chief officer, Paul, shared the firm's 27-page letter outlining the legal, technical, and economic rationale from the SEC on why they should approve an Ether-based exchange traded product. Coinbase made five major arguments, including that Ether is appropriately classified as a commodity, not a security, as reflected by the U.S. SEC's approval of ETH futures statements by SEC officials and court rulings. Massive shout out to Lock Sky. He just gifted five MicroStrategy memberships to the channel. So I want to say congratulations to Rocky Gould, Freddy Krueger from Elm Street, <laughs> DNA Noonan, uh, Pharrell Fox, and Wayne G. You have all been hooked up. Welcome as a member of the channel. And please shout out Lock Sky for blessing you guys with the free membership. We greatly appreciate your support, Lock Sky. You're the man, family. Much love. Much respect. Back to our story. Moreover, the SEC had not objected to the CFTC's treatment of ETH as a com commodity. Here's what they stated. Our letter lays out what anyone knows who has paid even the slightest bit of attention to the subject. ETH is not a security. He wrote on X before adding, in fact, before and after the merge, the SEC, the CFTC, and the market have treated ETH not as a security, but as a commodity. Additionally, Ethereum's proof-of-stake consensus has demonstrably strong governance that exhibits robust characteristics across ownership concentration, consensus liquidity, and governance, mitigating risks of fraud and manipulation. Now, I kind of coin it a different way, my perception at least, when they switched from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake, to me, it made it seem Ethereum was going to be deemed by the regulators a unregistered security because staking creates yield and they targeted all the yield programs like the gemini yield program i think it was called gemini earn and all the others so it makes you wonder now also we have to think maybe the ethereum founders are just working with the sec the government the regulators and who knows behind the scenes and they may get a pass you never know because it seems BlackRock, uh, Larry Fink, CEO of BlackRock, seems to get everything he wants. And he has already stated on TV that they're coming for the Ethereum next. So you tell me what you think. The letter's second argument states the SEC's approval of spot Bitcoin ETFs applies equally, if not more strongly, to an Ethereum ETP. Market data shows ETH ownership and trading activity are very dispersed with high liquidity and tight spreads indicative of an efficient and market, a mature market. Now also consider ETH has been pumping. So maybe the insiders already know we could potentially get an Ethereum ETF later this year. What are your thoughts on that? Moreover, the ETH futures ETFs are similar products to spot Ethereum-based funds. So it would be arbitrary for the SEC to approve one, but not the other, given their tight correlation, according to Coinbase. The firm also argued that the tech and operational security mechanisms inherent in Ethereum's blockchain significantly limits its susceptibility to fraud <laughs> and manipulation. Additionally, the assets market death 
tightness in spreads and price correlation across spot markets are highly indicative of a market that is resilient to fraud and manipulation. And finally, Coinbase noted it has sophisticated market surveillance to monitor trading on its platforms and in agreement with the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, which is the CME. The letter was filed in response to a proposed rule change filed by NYSE ARCA to list the trade shares of the Grayscale Ethereum Trust as an Ethereum ETP. The SEC procedurally requests comments on proposed rule changes to get feedback from the public before making a decision and quoting Nate Jirasi, Coinbase now out here campaigning for a spot Ether ETF approval. Number one, ETH equals a commodity. Two, SEC approved spot Bitcoin ETFs, also approved Ether futures ETFs. Number three, ETH not susceptible to fraud and manipulation tech-wise. Four, deep spot ETH markets. And five, CME ETH futures market SSA. Love to see it. So what are your thoughts, family? And regarding this being a concentration risks. I'm going to quote, uh, let's see here, managing director Andrew O'Neill, who stated, uh, the participation of institutional custodians could reduce the current concentration on the Lido decentralized staking protocol. However, it may also introduce new concentration risks, particularly if a single entity is chosen to stake the bulk of Ether included in these ETFs. So there you have it, my crypto fam. What's your prediction? Ethereum ETF this year in 2024, yay or nay? i at your boy in the live chat. But let's dive into our next story of the day, an update from Scam Bank Ben Freed. That's right. And also March next month is going to be a sentencing trial, but we do know they already dropped like six of the seven charges against him. Maxine Waters blowing him kisses. We love you, Sam. You can't make this up. But anyways, here's the latest headline. Sam Bankman-Fried is back in court, waves conflict of interest for the lawyers. And I'm sure you guys saw the picture that was surfacing all across social media with his little gang in prison uh, that was shared, the, uh, I think it was two days ago. Former FTX CEO Bankman-Fried returned to the courtroom for one of the first times since his conviction to address potential conflicts of interest and his lawyers. According to a February 21st report from the Inner City Press, Bankman Freed waived his right to conflict-free legal representation with lawyers Mark McCasey and Tori Young. The two attorneys filed notices of appearance with both SBF and former Celsius CEO Alex Mashinsky, who took similar action in a February 20th hearing. The courtroom appearance in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District in New York marked one of the first times Bankman Freed had been seen outside of jail since a jury convicted the former FTX CEO of seven felony counts in November of last year. SBF's life behind bars has been mainly out of the media spotlight, but on February 19th, photos surfaced showing the former FTX CEO with other inmates. And maybe if I click this link, I can just show you real quick in case you missed the memo. Let's see if I can find it. Is it in here? Did they put, yeah, here it is. So yeah, SBF joined the gang in prison. <laughs> this is crazy. So I think that lady Tiffany shared this. Uh, I guess she knew one of these inmates that leaked the photo, but you can see Bankman Freed. Definitely the most, uh, I'd say, skinniest. He lost a lot of weight, but these other guys looking kind of jacked, at least the guy right next to him. But anyways, that was the photo of Bankman Freed that just got leaked a couple of days ago uh, and was sharing all over on X. So according to, let's see here, uh, Inner City Press, these lawyers, in contrast, uh, we now have Christian Everdell and Mark Cohen, who represented the former FTX CEO at his criminal trial, uh, they're going to withdraw. Bankman Freed is scheduled to appear before Judge Lewis Kaplan for sentencing 
March 28th, roughly a month out, fam. Bankman Freed, once considered by many the golden boy of the crypto space, the Michael Jordan of crypto, st stepped down as CEO of FTX in November 2022. The firm filed bankruptcy, as we all know the rest is history. SBF was held in custody in the Bahamas until his extradition in the US, where he was later charged and convicted for fraud related to the handling of funds between FTX and Alameda Research. Yeah, so he lost $10 billion of investor funds. Good Lord, I think it was the biggest fraud in human history. After his October 2023 trial, SBF was initially expected to face five additional felony charges in March, but reports from December suggest the prosecutors plan not to proceed. I wonder why. With the second trial citing public interest, Bankman Fried's defense team is expected to submit sentencing recommendations by February 27th. So the million dollar question, I guess, becomes... What do you think his punishment is going to be? And do you think he could potentially get pardoned by the likes of a Joe Biden, who he was the second largest donor of for the Democratic Party when he ran? I think number one was Soros, number two was Bankman Freed. Let me know your thoughts. Which one's the best crypto asset? Well, Bitcoin's the best crypto asset. Okay. What's the second best? There is no second best. You're a no family. But anyways, let's dive into our next story of the day. We still got a lot to share. We shared the latest with the SBF update. Now for the big story with the ECB FUD, which like, kind of shocked me when I read this. Uh, I'm going to start here with what Balchunas tweeted. The European Central Bank woke up and chose violence, says Bitcoin has failed on its promise, its fair value is still zero, causes environmental damage, and is a market for snake oil salesmen, says ETF rally is just a dead cat bounce. And uh, yeah, that's mind boggling if you're to ask me. So I responded, wow, fact, the ECB, who actually cares what they think, Bitcoin makes them obsolete. And I'm actually going to read the actual article published on the European Central Bank website. This is not a joke. They're actually being real here, which is mind boggling. Plan B responded, the European Central Bank is literally run by a fraud convicted criminal, referring to Christine Lagarde. Bitcoin is recognized by the largest global asset managers like BlackRock and Fidelity as the best performing asset. ETFs give investors better access to this superior asset, regardless of central bank FUD and lies. And here's the receipts. This is a article published by The Guardian. Christine Lagarde avoids jail, keeps job after guilty verdict and negligence trial. I wonder why. And in this independent uh, headline, it says Christine Lagarde convicted, IMF head found guilty of criminal charges over massive government payout. That's because you need to know the higher they are, right? The more corrupt they are. All of these mofos are criminals. The Jamie Dimons, CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, the Janet Yellens, the Gary Genslers, the Jay Powells, just saying. But the best part was the uh, fact check corrected the FUD from the European Central Bank. And so let me show you the actual tweet. They wrote, Bitcoin failed to become a global decentralized digital currency, instead failing victim to fraud and manipulation. The recent approval of the ETF doesn't change the fact that Bitcoin is costly, slow, and inconvenient. And check this out. <laughs> Number one, Bitcoin is not preferable for criminals. Fiat is like the euro and dollars. Number two, Bitcoin is an open monetary protocol that is the centralized store of value. Number three, the euro is losing its purchasing power against Bitcoin constantly. Number four, Bitcoin is good for the environment. So take that, uh, ECB mofos. You know what I mean? And in fact, why even give them the benefit of the doubt? I'm not going to read their story. I'm just going to read one of the uh, quoted from their story that Balchunas pointed out. On January 10th, 
the U.S. SEC approved spot. This is coming directly from the ECB. They approved the ETS for Bitcoin. For disciples, the formal approval confirms the Bitcoin investments are safe, and the preceding rally is proof of an unstoppable triumph. We disagree with both claims and reiterate that the fair value of Bitcoin is still zero. For society, a renewed boom-bust cycle of Bitcoin is a dire perspective, and the collateral damage will be massive, including the environmental damage and the ultimate redistribution of wealth at the expense of the less sophisticated. Can you say they're scared? I love it. Uh, personally, uh, that just shows their hand that they're perceiving Bitcoin as a direct threat because the reality is Bitcoin separates money from the state. And as Max likes to say, Bitcoin kills the state. So let's get it, family. What are your thoughts with the ECB FUD? But anyways, fam, let's dive into our next story of the day. Discuss this bullish $150,000 Bitcoin price target by Tom Lee. And that's for this year in 2024. And then we'll dive into the ETF endgame and the latest from Max Kaiser talking about the US government seizing the Bitcoin miners and the Bitcoin ETF BTC and his $500,000 price prediction he recently shared. So pump the likes to pump the stream. Welcome everyone on the show and shout out to the mascot in the background doing his thing, the one and only Nipponata. Yeah, man. <laughs> so yeah, the headline reads 150,000 Bitcoin price target on the table for this year, according to Fundstrats Tom Lee. Here's why. Fundstrats Tom Lee says a myriad of positive catalysts are setting up to most likely push Bitcoin to much higher prices by the end of this year. In a new interview on CNBC, he says the loser, or the, sorry, the looser monetary policy, the Bitcoin halving and the decreased demand stemming from new spot Bitcoin ETFs are putting upwards pressure on Bitcoin. Lee says 150000 per coin is not out of the realm, a possibility for this year, quoting him here. I think it could be as high as $150,000 this year. Send it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with him. Because you have got demand in proving with the ETF and you have the supply shrinking with the halving and if monetary eases, which we expect, that's supportive of risk assets and Bitcoin's holding up. It is another reason why I don't think a drawdown is going to start that soon. I mean, Bitcoin's been rallying the last couple of weeks. Breach. Lee also notes that many of the popular criticisms of Bitcoin are not founded on solid ground, such as the idea that it's used by criminals or that it's a weapon of choice for fraud. That's right. We know it's ECB fraud because, again, Bitcoin separates money from state and then Bitcoin kills the state and they don't want to be killed. Bottom line, quoting him here, it is sound money and I think it's proving to be useful. It's been a great store of value, the greatest. It has been a good risk asset, the greatest. It's also incredibly secure, the securest. There hasn't been a single fraudulent entry on the blockchain since its inception. Let that sink in. I don't think any bank can say that is true for their profits and loss. In accounting, 6% of banking transactions are suspicious. 0% on the Bitcoin blockchain. Preach! And to watch the interview, Thomas Lee did projecting 150,000 this year on CNBC. Check the show notes below the video in the description. Now let's dive into our featured story of the day and discuss the ETF endgame. As per Max Kaiser, he predicts a 1987-like market crash foresees the Bitcoin price surpassing $500,000 per coin. Send it. And he also says that the Bitcoin ETFs and domestic miners will get seized by the U.S. government. That's right, as you can see here in this headline, but I actually want to start with some tweets. Uh, the other day, breaking news, New York Attorney General says she may seize Trump's buildings and assets if he can't pay that fraudulent $355 million penalty. Max responded, if they can do this to Donald Trump, they can certainly seize Bitcoin held in Bitcoin ETFs and commandeer U.S. Bitcoin miners. Self-custody or lose it. Now, sage advice, and I must point out that Bitcoin ETF is not equivalent 
to self-custodied Bitcoin. One of them is confiscatable and the other is not. If you trust your government, you don't have to worry about that. However, I would say if you're a Bitcoiner, you more than likely lost trust in your government decades ago. What are your thoughts, family? Now, as I wrote here in response to Max Kaiser's tweet, but let me read the tweet first. This was off the back of the tweet from the Kabisi letter. So we'll start here. This was posted yesterday, February 21st. The top 10% stocks in the US now reflect 75% of the entire market. This by far is the most concentrated stock market since the Great Depression in 1931. In the dot-com bubble of 2001, concentration of the top 10% of the stocks peaked at 72%. Even prior to the 2008 financial crisis, concentration of the top 10% of the stocks peaked at 66%. On average, the top 10% of the stocks reflect 64% of the entire stock market. Is a correction overdue? Can you nod your head? Hell yes. <laughs> what are your thoughts? So Max tweeted, 1987 style crash coming. Bitcoin, the ultimate safe haven, will soar past 500,000 per coin. Half a million biddy, send it. Gold will continue getting demonetized by Bitcoin. Bitcoin ETFs and domestic Bitcoin miners, meaning those in the US, will get seized by that US government, which everybody loves, right? <laughs> Not. One million middle and upper class migrants will flood into El Salvador. So there you have it. The high priest has spoken. I responded off the back of Max. $500,000 Bitcoin. Send it. Agreed. U.S. government will seize all the Bitcoin ETF because they are corrupt mofos and they can get away with it in the name of national security. Remember, folks, Bitcoin ETF is not self-custodied BTC. There you go. He also wrote there was a limit on central banks debasing a country's currency without hyperinflation until all the central banks started debasing simultaneously to transfer global wealth to the neo-feudal class. Then, February 2022, Russia said, no more. Got Bitcoin? Well, do you? Let me know, family. But now I actually want to read you this article uh, on the back of what Max Kaiser predicted. So here we go. Max said in the tweet, as I read to you, 1987 style crash coming. Bitcoin, the ultimate safe haven, is going to soar past a half a million while gold will continue to be demonetized by the apex predator, BTC. The media personality also suggested that the Bitcoin ETFs and domestic Bitcoin mining operations might face governmental seizure in the U.S. As I pointed out to you, Max then made a projection about El Salvador, visualizing a scenario where the country would become the sanctuary for a wave of 1 million middle and upper class migrants. 1 million middle and upper class migrants will flood into El Salvador. What are your thoughts on that? Shout out to Max for being an ambassador to El Salvador. His tweets were in response to the report highlighting extreme market imbalance, which I read to you from the Kabisi letter, which showed statistics. Uh, the top 10% of the stocks in the US are currently reflecting approximately 75% of the total market value. What can go wrong there? This level of concentration has not been seen since the Great Depression. Facts. With Kaiser drawing parallels to the dot-com bubble and a period leading up to the 2008 financial crisis, which is what birthed Bitcoin in the Genesis block in 2009. It was the 08 financial crisis. So shout out to Satoshi. Why it matters. In a follow-up tweet, Kaiser alerted his followers to brace for a severe market meltdown, evoking the memory of Black Monday from October 19th. 1987. So JV here was only four years old. How about you guys? The dark day when the markets plunged, erasing 1.71 trillion in value globally. So there you go, man. I mean, 
doom and gloom. I know some of you guys, they're not really going to seize any Bitcoin, but I think the bigger picture is what if they did in the name of national security? Because you know they have the right to do so. If you read the fine print with the ETFs and with Coinbase, currently Coinbase is custodying over 1 million Bitcoin, meaning Coinbase ultimately has as much Bitcoin as Satoshi himself. Now, the way and how fast that the asset managers are collecting Bitcoin through the spot ETS right now should be alarming because BlackRock already has like over 200,000 Bitcoin, only took them one month. So think about it. BlackRock just achieved what it took MicroStrategy four years to accomplish, right? MicroStrategy being the first publicly traded company to put Bitcoin on the balance sheet. In four years, they accumulated 190,000 Bitcoin. They spent roughly $6 billion in dollar cost averaging Bitcoin over time, virtually buying all the tops, but still winning. And their stash is now worth roughly $10 billion, giving them roughly $4 billion in unrealized profits. Now, BlackRock's come along in one month, and surpass that, which is mind-boggling, and they're just getting started. The ETF inflows right now are roughly 15x the daily issuance being awarded to the miners. There is going to be a uh, Bitcoin halving occurring in 50-something days, so that is going to turn into 50x the supply, and that's just from the top ETF managers on the planet. That doesn't take into account retail. Now, consider this. Previous Bitcoin halvings like 2020, 2016, and 2012, 100% retail. No institutions, no institutional FOMO, no Black Rocks. In fact, a while back, Mr. Lawrence Fink, the CEO of the largest asset manager in the world, said, Bitcoin's an index for money laundering. Well, guess what? Now he's on board. Now they're stacking sats like there ain't no tomorrow and they're gonna come after all your Bitcoin. They're gonna get as much Bitcoin as they can. Here's the silver lining. 80% of the Bitcoin supply is currently in the hands of the long-term hodlers. So shout out to all the long-term hodlers out there, meaning regardless of the price, many of you will never depart with your Bitcoin because you're the smart money, right? You know better. Once you give your Bitcoin to BlackRock, you're never gonna get it back. They're never going to sell. They're going to dominate the market, eventually have millions of Bitcoin. There's going to be a massive supply shock. Right now, Coinbase, uh, I mentioned they're custodying BlackRock's you know, Bitcoin from the ETF as well as GBTC, hence why they have over a million in their reserves. However, the available supply is at the lowest levels we have seen on the exchanges in like nine years. There's going to be a supply shock and a demand shock this year. And once you start to calculate not only the institutional FOMO, which is again about to be uh, roughly 25 to 30X the daily issuance after the halving, but also retail, which led the previous all-time high to 69,000, nation-state adoption, countries like uh, El Salvador and Bukele accumulating like madmen, MicroStrategy is going to continue accumulating. Right now, they currently have roughly 1% of the circulating supply. Their goal is to have 5% of the circulating supply, which means they're looking to accumulate a million Bitcoin, not just stopping at 200,000. And what about other Michael Saylors that come along and other publicly traded companies that want to put Bitcoin on the balance sheet? What happens when the kingdom of Saudi Arabia smash buys, you know what I mean, billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin or Qatar sovereign wealth fund uh, currently valued at a half a trillion converts some of that or all of that 
into Bitcoin? What happens then? What happens when more nation state adoption occurs and game theory continues playing out across the world, just like we're seeing in the ETF markets? Yeah, we have 11 ETFs launched on January 11th officially in the US, but what happens when we get the ETF out of Hong Kong, which is gonna be soon? What happens when we get the ETFs out of El Salvador and other countries around the world? You already know, family, I can see 500,000 occurring. That's why it's my bullish target for this cycle. I'll repeat myself what I shared earlier. My bearish hypothesis for this cycle peak in 2025 is 222,222. And my bull scenario, the bull, is 500,000 per coin, which is right in alignment with what Max Kaiser just shared. And I agree with him. I don't trust our government. They're shady mofos. I don't trust BlackRock. I never will. So therefore, note that anything not self-custodied as far as Bitcoin is concerned can be confiscated and taken away from you in the name of national security and be replaced with a CBDC. So with that being shared, fam, let me know your thoughts in the live chat. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL!